Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Yo, what's up, IG? Going live here. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into the broadcast. Got some Friday night football here for you going live on IG here, going live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube over here. Got everything going on, streaming up. I just wanted to jump in here and get into today's action. There was a lot going on. I wanted to make sure I could break it all down in a little bit of a quick hitter. And of course, the boys and I, Bobby Lucas and Dwayne, will get into this further on the podcast later on, but I wanted to give you my quick thoughts. My name is Sky. I'm the host of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're unfamiliar, you can find us anywhere podcasts are launched, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And we're also on the YouTube channel. If you're somewhere else, make sure to subscribe, hit that bell, give us a like, and drop your comments. I can chat with you live right now. So if you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Instagram, and you're jumping in with a live comment, feel free to share that. I'm going to multitask best that I can to get through this stream here, but um, I will do my best to uh, throw up the comments um, and do what I can for you. If I miss you on IG specifically, I will get back with you after this, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. I can get with you right away. All right, y'all. So I want to jump right into this here. Today is Friday. A lot is going down here with the salary cap. A lot is going down with the NFL combine not happening this year, but the Pro days are underway. Teams are starting to work out the cap space. As we know, a lot of these teams are starting to cut veterans. They're making room for rookies. They're making room for other veterans they're going to bring in. We've seen some big, notable moves today already. And we're going to see a lot more next week as the 2021 league season actually opens. It'll uh, kick off on Monday. Free agency is technically open on the 17th, which is Wednesday, but I wanted to get ahead of it a little bit and let you know my thoughts on these first couple of moves. So we'll dive right into this again. If you're in the chat, feel free to give me a comment and we can uh, jump right into this. Okay, so let's start with Tom Brady. So he agrees to a four-year extension with the Buccaneers. This saves the team $19 million against the cap for 2021. Now, Brady continues to effort keeping the 2020 Super Bowl champions together for another run at 2021. We knew that that was the focal point of this team to begin with. We know that he was going to uh, do what he can. He did that in New England for years. Um, making team-friendly deals. He's been obviously been around 20-plus years now, has plenty of money. His other half, Giselle, has plenty of money as well. So money is not a factor in the Brady household. So he is able to take some pay cuts to get the best players around him, and those great players cost money. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, and A.B., if they stick around, they'll probably take pay cuts as well. But 
we're going to have, you know, that defense. If they bring back Shaq Barrett, Levante David, you know, having that franchise tag and keeping that defensive unit strong and that defensive line that controlled the Chiefs, banged up offensive line and ultimately controlled Patrick Mahomes, which then eventually got them uh, into the Super Bowl <clears throat> and the Super Bowl win, of course. So Brady takes a team deal. Now, this is interesting because it is a four-year extension uh, but it's basically a year-to-year -year deal with Brady, right? If he decides to retire next year, they're going to chop it up. If he decides to, you know, uh, leave the team for whatever reason, they're going to chop it up. If he get it, it's injured, um, you know, hopefully not. But if he gets injured, then uh, they'll chop it up as well. So keep a keep an eye on this one. This one's going to be really interesting here. Um, but Brady making room again. Look, saves nineteen million for the Bucks on the cap for this year. I mean, that's huge. That's a that's another stud wide receiver. That's another couple of defensive players. That's his boy, James White, who we love on the podcast. Of course, he is coming in from New England, potentially as a free agent, so you can make sure that he'll be okay. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Buccaneers actually do and uh, what pieces they're actually going to need heading into 2021 as of course they already just won the Super Bowl so what else do they really need in Tampa we will find out so Tom Brady agrees to a four-year extension with the Buccaneers saves the team 19 million dollars on the cap for 2021 next up Cam Newton Resigns with New England for one year 14 million now this one was really interesting right we got this one early this morning I straight up wasn't sure if Cam Newton was even going to be a starter. Um, he has come out recently and said he's definitely one of the top 32 quarterbacks available in the NFL. I don't disagree with him there. He does have a rare skill set that really nobody else other than maybe Josh Allen has the size and the ability to power run as a quarterback. Um, but he obviously cannot throw like he used to. So that's clearly an issue. And we want to make sure that he can do that so that he can lead the Patriots. The Patriots were without a number of defensive weapons in 2021. Those guys opted out due to COVID. A lot of those guys are coming back. Uh, Dante Hightower, they have uh, Patrick Chung, among others. So that'll help the team. Julian Edelman hopefully will be healthy. Um and another year of Nikhil Harry, Jameer Bird. I mean, we'll see what happens with these guys here and, and if they can stay healthy and keep that continuity with the team. James White probably will leave. I think he goes to Tampa again, but they bring Rex Burkhead. They still have Sonny Michelle-ish. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. J.J. Taylor, a nice, a fun rookie from last year, might take over that uh, James White role. So we'll see what happens. But keep an eye on um, – the Patriots in general and what they what moves they make. They have the 15th pick in the draft. That's right in the middle. I mean, that's not great. They they I think they knew that they were not going to get one of these top five or six quarterbacks in the draft. So if you look at the free agency market, who's available that they're going to want that's better and knows the system better than Cam Newton, they decided nobody. <clears throat> now, Cam Newton making 15 million or 14 million, excuse me, that's a little steep. Right. He basically played for league minimum last year just to have a job. Um, but I think 14 million is is tough. Now that's cheap for quarterbacks, but 14 million for Cam Newton, who I'll throw up some of the stats right here. 24th in passing yards, 35th in passing yards per game, 34th in passing touchdowns with eight, tied for fifth most interceptions in the NFL with 10, but he did have the third most rushing yards and the most 
rushing TDs by quarterbacks with 12. That's the same as Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs, and really only behind Derrick Henry, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. So very impressive on the ground, still very dominant. He's huge. If it's third and one, third and two on the goal line or for first down, he's running it. He's getting the first down. We know that. Um, but to throw the ball for, you know, third and eight, third and 12, you know, second and 15, I mean, that's going to be tough for him still. Although I do think another year passes injury, another year passes surgery, another year with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, another year with these young receivers and Julian Edelman getting healthy, another year of the continuity in New England overall. I do think it helps him out. We've heard Bill Belichick come out and rave about Cam Newton, frankly. So that's a good sign. But it's going to be interesting to see what they can actually do in New England with Cam Newton, who re-signs with New England for one year, $14 million. All right, we got a couple people chiming in on Instagram. We have folks on uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, and Periscope Twitter as well. So, again, feel free to drop a comment in any of those links if you'd like to, and I will get to the comments best I possibly can here in due time. Now, Another move that came across the board doesn't really shake the fan, you know, the landscape per, per se, but it happened again in the same time frame here. Mark Ingram, longtime veteran with the Saints, of course, goes to Baltimore. Um, frankly, has a great season, 15 total touchdowns two years ago. Last year he was banged up, COVID situations. J.K. Dobbins comes in, Gus Edwards um, takes over, uh, so he didn't get as much play, but they let him go. Great clubhouse guy. Goes to Houston, which we know as a franchise is frankly a train wreck right now, unfortunately. But he goes to Houston paired up with David Johnson. Now, Duke Johnson is gone. So Duke Johnson's gone. Mark Ingram going to be taking early downs, and maybe David Johnson takes third downs. That doesn't really make sense. They're both longtime veterans. They both can handle a three-down workload. They're both really solid pass catchers, actually. Mark Ingram although he's kind of a more of a stocky back. He, he has proved well uh, in the passing game. So he had five receiving touchdowns for Baltimore just two years ago. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in Houston. Um, it's got to be more than a good clubhouse guy move because, I mean, it's a year for three million. I mean, that's, that's, you know, not terribly expensive, but it's also, I mean, three million is three million. And they decided to bring in a veteran over 30 to join another veteran hitting his 30th year season here. So we'll see what happens with Houston. Obviously there's the Deshaun issue and there's other things going on. They get rid of JJ Watt. They got rid of, of course, uh, uh, Deontay, or sorry, um, Deandre Hopkins uh, last year, um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do in Houston, but, um, Mark Ingram getting another, uh, opportunity there. Now let's get into a couple other moves here. <clears throat> so we'll start up here with Patrick Mahomes. Now this is no movement. This is just a good, <laughs> this is just a good, uh, a good look move. Now this is what I call making half a billion dollars allows you to, move your contract around to better the team. I appreciate the move. I think Patrick Mahomes is doing a great situation here. He has plenty of money to make any sort of move. He should be making Tom Brady deals the rest of his career because his family and the next six generations in his family will eat just fine moving forward. <clears throat> but he restructures his contract 
to save Kansas City $17 million against the cap in 2021. The Chiefs are expected to convert Mahomes' $21.7 million roster bonus into a signing bonus in the coming days, which would save Kansas City $17 million against the cap per league sources. Shout out to our boy Adam Schefter. Shep, what's up, brother? Good to hear you. Good to see you in the chat room here. Uh, Guillermo family, what's up, brother? Good to have you in as well. Everybody on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitter and Periscope shouts out what it is, Sheppy. Thanks for tuning in, man. Appreciate the support, brother. Live on Instagram right now, live on Facebook Live, live on YouTube Live, and live on Periscope and Twitter as well. Breaking down some of the contract extensions and contract restructures that went down here on Friday. So we're in Patrick Mahomes here. Restructures his contract, saves Kansas City $17 million against the gap. Look, that's going to be a huge move because just yesterday, two days ago, depending on when you're hearing this, the Chiefs released former number one overall pick Eric Fisher, one of their stud tackles, and they move saves them about $12 million in cap space, which is great but he has been an absolute stud and your whole objective for Kansas city for the next 15 years is to make sure that Patrick Mahomes stays on his feet. They also are releasing right tackle Mitchell Swartz. Uh, Both offensive tackles are being let go. Now, both these guys were injured, did not play in the super bowl. We saw that the Tampa Bay defensive line was able to get after Patrick Mahomes. He was under duress the entire game. We all know the highlight where he throws a ball from pretty much laying down horizontal in the air. He was under duress the entire game. We saw that. We saw they get to Brady, the two Super Bowls he lost to the Giants over the years. You get pressure on top-end quarterbacks. If they can't run like Kyler and Lamar and Russell Wilson back in this day, uh, if they can't run like that, you are putting extra pressure on those guys are going to make mistakes. They're going to take sacks. They're going to get flustered incompletions, blah, blah, blah. We saw that in Super Bowl 55. We saw the Buccaneers take advantage of a beat up offensive line for the chiefs. Unfortunately, both of these guys getting let go. Mitchell Schwartz tore his Achilles in the AFC championship game against the bills was unable to play in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, now he is out of a job as of right now, assuming he recovers well and he's healthy and Eric Fisher gets back to uh, business. Both these guys should get signed and find a good home and they're still going to be quality assets for another team in the NFL with great pedigree. But the Chiefs have decided that they can move on without these guys, save some cap, get Mahomes' 17 million. They're going to get Eric Fisher's 12 million and they're going to get Swartz's money as well. And so the Chiefs are going to be hitting free agency pretty hard. The question is, like the Buccaneers, what are the Chiefs actually going to looking for? What are they going to do? Sammy Watkins is gone. Damian Williams should be coming back. He sat out due to COVID, um, COVID concerns. He opted out, I should say. It's a better term. He opted out 2020 due to COVID concerns. His mother has cancer, and he didn't want to risk that in his family, so due respect to him. They draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, obviously. They bring in Le'Veon Bell. They have Travis Kelsey. They have uh, Michael Hardman and um, Demarcus Robinson, along with Tyreek Hill, of course. So they have plenty of weapons and names on the roster, but is Michael Hardman or Demarcus Robinson really able to be that number two alongside uh, Tyreek Hill? I mean, really the number one, number two is pretty much Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, right? But Travis Kelsey being a tight end, He's unlike any other tight end, granted, but he's still a tight end. 
are they going to be able to bring in another stud wide receiver? Like maybe they bring in a Juju. Maybe they bring in Kenny Galladay, right? <clears throat> There's a number of options. Maybe they bring in Will Fuller and they're just running, <laughs> they're running Madden bombs forever. They could bring in an old veteran guy like Marvin Jones. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the Chiefs here. They could beef up that defense. They should bolster the offensive line. They don't have a pick until the 31st pick in the NFL draft because of the Super Bowl. Last year, they had the 32nd pick, the last pick in the first round. They ended up picking the first running back off the board, which was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So they have no problem picking that late. Um, <clears throat> and they don't have many holes to fill, but they do – have holes to fill on the offensive line minimum. And again, as I said, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But the one thing the Chiefs have to focus on is making sure Patrick Mahomes stays upright and he stays healthy. Okay, Dak Prescott lit the league on fire for four years. Dude broke his ankle last year. It could happen to anybody. We saw Joe Burrow absolutely on fire in his rookie season, got injured. Okay, we see you know Aaron Rodgers was on fire for a handful of seasons. He finally got hurt. Tom Brady six, seven years untouched, you know, ended up getting injured in 2008, right? So really have to be careful with Patrick Mahomes. He's already gotten a couple big hits, a couple injuries. They got to keep him upright. What are the Chiefs going to do in free agency and in the draft? They have to target the offensive line. I think they bring in a veteran receiver. They may even work on that backfield, depending on what they do with Damian Williams and CEH and Le'Veon Bell. And I do think they bolster up that defense. Okay, we got a question in here, my boy Sheppy. Do you think J.J. Watt was let go because he would have cost Houston too much to keep? Um, yes and no. I mean, sure. Uh, but the reality is with J.J. Watt, I think at this point of his career, he's not worth what he's asking. Um, and it's not necessarily that he's not worth what he's asking. I just think that they're going to – look, Houston is a train wreck, all right? There's this issue with Deshaun Watson. It's ugly. It's messy. He's not happy. They're not happy. Deshaun Watson's stuck. The more and more we hear about this, you hear one side of the fence, which is Deshaun Watson's going to get traded and maybe to the Bears, which I think is actually a good landing spot for him, and I'll talk about that another time. Or you hear that there's no way that <clears throat> Deshaun Watson's leaving because Deshaun Watson signed a contract just last year, two years ago, that basically keeps him in Houston. So Houston – as a franchise, holds the cards. It doesn't matter if Deshaun Watson's upset, and it sucks that he's upset, and it sucks that they got rid of the top three wide receiver in the NFL. Will Fuller played out of his mind, but then he got suspended for PEDs. Maybe he's gone. Brandon Cooks is great, but he's aging. They have two 30-year-old running backs, not game breakers. They don't have a great offensive line. They do not have a defense at all. Deshaun Watson, if he plays this year with Houston, could still lead the league in passing yards because they're going to be down by multiple touchdowns every single game, and he's just going to chuck it and chuck it and chuck it because David Johnson and Mark Ingram, as of right now as the backfield, is not going to be chewing up first downs on first and second down. That's not going to happen. So they're in a rebuilding mode with a young, studly quarterback, and Houston believes that if they just take a year or two, keep uh, Watson, rebuild around him, they can rectify this. Watson's thinking, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to deal with this. This is bullshit. I led the league in, in passing yards on a horrendous offense with little weapons. I have shown the NFL what I can do time and time again, but unfortunately not getting the love that he thinks he deserves. 
Now back to your question. Do you think J.J. Watt was let go because he would have cost Houston too much to keep? Yes, ultimately a player is always let go because the franchise thinks that they're too expensive to keep. So short-term is yes. Long-term answer is um, I just think at this point of J.J. Watt's career, multiple injuries, 10 years with the franchise, certainly a Hall of Famer. His name should be up in the rafters in Houston in just a couple years. They'll retire his jersey, I hope, and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, if they're rebuilding – as great as J.J. Watt is, as great, great as J.J. Watt has been, his legacy, what he means to the city of Houston, all of that stuff is very storybook and honorable. The reality is the NFL is ruthless. And if they don't think J.J. Watt is a rebuilding piece, they're going to get rid of that, right? Keep the money, keep what they can get from them, and then rebuild. So, yes, I do think that J.J. Watt was let go because Houston, unfortunately, <clears throat> did not find it viable to keep him. Appreciate the question, Shep, and thank you again for all the support, man. Appreciate you. All right, I got two more names here, and then we will get out of here. Let's get into Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas of the Saints also restructures his deal, okay? So he restructures his deal, creates $8.7 million of cap space. Michael Thomas is the number one receiver in contested catches since 2015. That's better than everybody, being number one, obviously. He creates $8.7 million of cap space. That is huge. Here's why. I'm going to get into Taysom Hill in just a second. But the Saints are nearly $17 million. They're $16.8 million over the cap as is. Okay? So you, in layman's terms, they're $16.8 million in the hole. Negative. Like behind where they should be right now. Okay? Michael Thomas creating this 8.7, that cuts that in half. So now all of a sudden they're about 8.7, right? 8.4 behind the cap. Now still a negative, but they're climbing up the list a little bit, okay? So Michael Thomas only played a handful of games last year. Of course, Drew Brees was out for five games. Taysom Hill played fine. Um, Teddy Bridgewater came in two years ago and played well for the Saints when Drew Brees went down. This year it was Jameis Winston getting a little bit of action. Taysom Hill played fine. Um, but Drew Brees to Michael Thomas has been one of the most deadly connections in the NFL and certainly for fantasy football over the last couple of seasons. Just two years ago, Michael Thomas was far and away the number one wide receiver in fantasy football in all formats and a PPR absolutely smoked with you know 185 targets. 143 receptions, the NFL record, passing up my man Marvin Harrison of the uh, Colts. So deadly, deadly situation. Him coming back, you know, he had ankle issues. He had a, he had a hip issue. He had a quad issue, all these things. So now if they can actually get Michael Thomas back to speed, Drew Brees has not retired yet. He may not retire. I don't think he will. I think he would have already. And it sounds crazy because we saw him playing catch with his kids in the end zone when he lost to the Bucks, and he and Brady are out there giving hugs and hand pounds and like kind of felt like goodbye. But the reality is I don't know that he actually leaves. If he doesn't leave, Michael Thomas and, 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 and Drew Brees can certainly run it back with this offense. Alvin Kamara is still around. Latavius Murray is still around. They got rid of uh, Josh Hill and, and Jared Cook. But they have Adam Troutman, who I love. They're going to have, you know, they could work in free agency. They don't have a lot of money, 
but I'm going to get to Taysom Hill in a second. Maybe he helps them out. They're going to, you know, they can make a move in free agency. Potentially they can move stuff around. They cut Emmanuel Sanders, which helped a little bit as far as, you know, the money grab goes, but we'll see what happens, man. They got some young receivers and uh, hopefully, hopefully they can get into it. So keep an eye on the saints and what they're able to do with that cap. Now that Michael Thomas creates 8.7 million on the cap space here. Now, speaking of Saints, let's get into Taysom Hill and we'll get out of here. Bobby just joined in on the chat on IG, my man's. Hope you're doing well tonight, brother. Taysom Hill, he's making $16.3 million in 2021. The Saints are 16.8 over the cap. Okay. So to me, the question here is should the New Orleans Saints cut Taysom Hill? Now, this has many uh, conversations behind it. Number one, if they if Drew Brees retires, okay, let's just say Drew Brees retires whenever, tomorrow, beginning of the season, whatever. It's Drew Brees retires, Taysom Hill is the guy. They also have Jameis Winston, but he's technically a free agent as well. Everyone assumes he'll come back to New Orleans, but he is a free agent, so he could leave as well. So Taysom Hill might be the only quarterback or he will be the quarterback with uh, Jameis Winston as well going into camp at least. Now, Taysom Hill has um, 11 total touchdowns last year, which is great. But he had under 500 total scrimmage yards. Now, he's a running back. He's a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's a quarterback. He returns kicks. He's on special teams. He's all over the team. He's a dynamic football player, and that's what the NFL wants, Right. So he gives them much more than just like the next quarterback behind Drew Brees. They could find a guy like that. Maybe Jameis is that guy. We know that if Jameis takes over, then Taysom Hill is going to have his role anyway. So we'll see what happens with the Saints and Taysom Hill. But if Drew Brees doesn't retire, I do think the New Orleans Saints should cut Taysom Hill. Will they? I don't think so. Because Sean Payton is very loyal to his guys, and he's had a man crush on uh, Taysom Hill for a long time, which I think is totally great. And Taysom Hill is a great player. Seems like a great dude. He's fun to watch. Always got a smile on his face. I'm rooting for the guy. But this is your math right here, right? The Saints are 16.8 over the cap, basically in the red. If they cut Taysom Hill, they're essentially only about a million under the cap. A million dollars in NFL salary cap terms is nothing. Now, Michael Thomas just created 8.7 more cap space. So with Michael Thomas creating that money, them getting rid of uh, Emmanuel Sanders, them cutting Josh Hill, them cutting Jared Cook, and if they were to actually cut Taysom Hill, who right now is a third-string quarterback, second-string tight end, third- or fourth-string running back, fifth-string wide receiver, second-string punt returner, you get the picture. If they were to cut Taysom Hill, they would actually be in the green about 8 million, quick math, about 8 million. They would have 8 million to play with versus 16 million in the negative. So there's a lot to break down here with the Saints. Taysom Hill making $16 million, 2 million more than Cam Newton. Cam Newton is the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. He had 20 total touchdowns last year. Taysom Hill had 11, which is impressive. But that's playing five different positions. And right now, 
He's the third string quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, making two million more than Cam Newton in 2021. So that's the New Orleans Saints. That is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the New England Patriots. That's the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Houston Texas. A lot of other moves are going to start going down, y'all, and I'm sure there's some that have come up that I haven't got to yet. <clears throat> we will be breaking all of these down on the podcast. I want to get in quick. I know it's about 30 minutes here, but get in quick on this, and I want to try to report these as we see them. I will then you know, turn these around also so you can double back and see these on YouTube if you'd like later on. I would much, much appreciate if you're watching this, please help share the channel, help grow us the channel. Bobby, Dwayne, Lucas, and myself work very hard behind the scenes to bring you this fantasy football content. We are a year-round channel, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. You can share us anywhere. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You can like the uh, – you can follow us on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can hit us up on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod. I appreciate y'all. It is a Friday night. I hope you're all having a wonderful, safe, fun time. With yourselves, if you're out and about, things are starting to open up around the country. If you're in one of those areas, please be safe. Please be responsible. Respect others. Respect your own space. Enjoy yourself. Have a wonderful, relaxing Friday night and weekend. And we'll be back with you next week as Lucas and I jump into free agency, the franchise tags, and start covering all that. Bobby and Dweez have the weeks off. They just did two weeks back-to-back, breaking down all of the NFL, NFC, and AFC coaching changes for each division. If you'd like to go check those out, please do. You can find them on our YouTube channel, The Candlestick Kids on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe. My man, B-Funk, just jumped in the chat. Great to hear from you, brother. Hope you are doing very well. And uh, we are just wrapping up here um, about 30 minutes of contract extensions and uh, contract renegotiations. So I appreciate y'all. Hope everyone's having a great weekend. Uh, Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.